Okay. A little bit later in the episode, I'm going to tell you more about the hormone fixer because I know you're dying to know. This little bad boy supplement that I created, if I do say so myself, is amazing at so many things, so many benefits. So it raises your natural testosterone, ladies, that GSD hormone. It helps with weight loss. It helps improve insulin sensitivity. It helps with anti-aging. It increases your own growth hormone, the anti-aging hormone that helps with the wrinkles and the stamina, energy, focus, brain. It also helps with your mood and lowers your response to stress. So you're just going to have to wait a little bit more and we'll tell you more about it. The Hormone Fixer. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. We are back with one of my favorite guests I've had on ever, ever, Dr. Kylie Burton, because her and I just think alike. It, it, it's, it's very comical. We were talking off screen and off air and just I was telling her so many things that I hear her say I say like we say the same thing we want we want to budget the supplements for you guys we don't want to overload it uh, we have the same outlook on detox we have the same outlook on labs like screw these big expensive functional labs so so that's why I mean that's why I love having you on because we, we think so much alike I'm going to give you the formal intro on Dr. Kylie and then we're just going to dive in Dr. Kylie Burton is an expert in functional medicine who helps thousands of individuals, she really does, with seemingly impossible health struggles, find answers, healing, and hope. I love hope. Even if they've been told their labs are normal, which we always say on here, normal versus optimal, right? Don't accept quote-unquote normal. Besides helping patients, she teaches practitioners, so all you practitioners got to listen up, of all backgrounds, how they can level up their patient results using her techniques inside her mastermind, which I can attest to. I've learned so much from her. As a rising star on TikTok, she's accumulated nearly 40,000 followers in 12 weeks. 55. Also, I love it. I freaking love it. I love it. She also hosts the top-rated podcast, Beyond the Diagnosis with Dr. Kylie, and has been featured on five international radio shows. On TV, she's been a guest on Good Morning Utah and Fox 26 Houston and The List, which is national TV. So you're rocking it, Kylie. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Amy. I love coming on and chatting with you. I know. It's so much fun because like I said, we think so much alike. Today, because I have learned so much from you on the CBC, the CBC with Diff has become one of my favorite lab panels because of you. So I now want you to bring your knowledge to the listeners. They can grab their labs, follow along, 
Can we break down the CBC? What 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 made you focus on the simple labs, which I'm a fan of? I don't like the big, expensive, functional labs. What made you really focus on the simple labs as a way to really figure out what's going on with somebody? Two things. One, we all have them. Everybody has them. And two, I'm all about saving people money. Yeah. And you've said it yourself. Functional medicine tests, although they can be very, very helpful, they are a lot of money. And in my opinion, they are extensively overused. I've seen so many people come in with functional lab, lab tests, like the organic acid test, for example, yeah. which is at least $600. And whoever ordered it for them knew absolutely nothing about the test. So they took this like, really helpful test, yep. but nobody explained anything about what it meant. So yep. it's like flushing coins down the drain. So much. And I'll ask people, I'll say, well, okay, this is great. Did anybody go over this with you? No. They just ordered it. I'm like, oh my gosh. So you spent all this money and nobody's even gone over the results. Yeah, it's crazy. Until they listen to us on the podcast and then we'll tell them the results. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the so blood work, the CBC, yeah. the complete blood cell count, as we call it, it is the standard lab test that your doctor will take. It yeah. doesn't matter anywhere you are in the world. And most of the time, insurance provides the payment for it. Oh, yeah. Now, there's two forms of the CBC. You have the CBC, just the plain old CBC. Then you have the CBC with differential. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was going through school, just like you, uh, we, we didn't care about the differential part. Nobody cared about these five markers. It was all about iron and B vitamins. Right. Until I learned how valuable those five markers are, if you just have a CBC, you are missing a huge piece of your health story. Mm -hmm. Now think about the blood work as puzzle pieces. That's all they are. They're puzzle pieces to your health, to their answers on where, on how you need to go from unhealthy to healthy. Mm -hmm. So let's talk, let's dive in. I know you want to talk about what's inside the markers and the labs. Yep. And if you have them, go grab them. Right. Even if it's on a patient portal, pull them up because you'll be able to see it as we go through it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, the very top marker is what we call the white blood cell count, WBC. Chances are you are told that marker is normal. Right. And that's a good thing because if it's not normal, you have some major problems going on like chronic diarrhea, chronic constipation where you're like always on the toilet for 30 days or something major, major like cancer. Mm -hmm. We want to see it normal, but we want to see it even better ideal. Because when you fall outside of the ideal or you use the term optimal, yep. then it's, I feel like crap, but I'm not crappy enough to have a, have a positive test or diagnosis. So that white blood cell count is the range five to eight. That's where you like it, right? That's where I like it. Yeah. So here we're taking it, the normal range, so I get my camera right, and we're condensing it to five to eight. Mm -hmm. So if it's less than five or greater than eight, you now know your body's fighting a low grade infection. This isn't something that you're like, oh, I have a 3.5 white blood cell count. I've always been told that my, my white blood cell count is low. They have no idea why. They just think it's my normal. Yep. And yet chronic fatigue is the name of your game. That it's there. Know that yep. it's not because you're a mom. It's not because you're need, you just need an antidepressant. It's there. But like Amy said, don't run to your doctor and say, oh, I was listening to this podcast. And uh, I know I have an infection now. 
because they're not trained to read labs unless I'm training them. Then they right. know. Right. So that's the first puzzle piece. Now, that's not always definitive. So you could have a 5.5 and you can still jump down into more markers and say, oh, I have a viral infection. So just use that as a basic outline, but always, always, always jump. We're going to bypass like eight markers and okay. we're going to go directly to the differential portion. Now, like I said, if you don't have a CBC with diff, you're not going to see these on the blood work. Okay. Most of the time you do. Most of the time the doctor checks the right box and when they mm -hmm. don't, I want to wring their necks. Yep. You're going to look for this marker called the neutrophils. N-E-U-T refills. Neutrophils. Yep. Now, there's going to be two forms of them, absolute value and percentage markers. Most likely, you'll see the percentages. That's the only ones we care about. Yeah. Percentages. Yep. If your neutrophil count is over 60%, 60, 60%, you're fighting a low-grade bacterial infection. Now, I was literally just on a, another podcast with another lady, and she had a Hashimoto's, and she was talking about uh, SIBO. Major, major gut problems like chronic diarrhea and chronic constipation. She took the breath test, which you can totally do. It's around 250 bucks, mm -hmm. centered test. But you can also look in this marker, neutrophils, if it's over 60%, bypass the, the SIBO breath test and just use this one. Mm -hmm. So say you have 68% and you've had to take magnesium every night before bed in order to have a bowel movement the next day. Now, of course, that can help, but the real problem is you have more bad bacteria in your gut producing a bad gas than you do the good guys. Yep. And you can find that all right here in your regular blood work. All right there. Yeah, I have so many people that are like, but I, ha but I have to do the breath test because that confirms it. I'm like, eh, yeah, you know, you really don't. <laughs> you really don't need that expensive SIBO breath test. So I'll save the money and put it elsewhere and actually get better because we already yep. know. 68%, right. especially if you have the symptoms. Now, another common symptom that I often see with bacterial infections are joint pains, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or just arthritis in general or aching joints. Yes. I use a story in the book. You can go check that out. But there was a mom that came to me. She literally had frozen shoulder syndrome. That was her shoulder was just locked. Woke up with it locked. Now, a lot of times we'll hear, especially us Kairos, People will, oh, I just bent over and now I can't move my back. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I just looked the wrong way and now I can't move my neck. Yep. There's other reasons we can go into that. But right. hers was the shoulder. And she'd seen everything. They'd done the cortisone injections. They'd done the chiropractic, the massage, everything. And it was all focused on the shoulder. Right. As many would do. But if I kept going down the same route, I was going to get the same results. So we pulled her blood work. And sure enough, her neutrophil count was like 88%. Oh my gosh. At the time, it was the highest I'd ever seen. Now yeah. I've seen a 92%, but at the time, it was really high. Okay. When, when you get numbers like that, it's like, yes. Yeah. I now know how to help her shoulder because it's this bacterial infection inside her blood work. Now, explaining that to a MD or explaining that to even another Cairo who's not familiar with this stuff. Mm -hmm makes absolutely no sense. How on earth could a bacterial infection be causing her shoulder pain, major problems, and then the longer the shoulder had problems, the more all of her joints had problems. So she's you know 32 years old, has a three-year-old and a one-year-old, can't pick them up, can't be a mom, literally, because her yeah. joints are so bad. So that bacterial infection was literally just creating systemic inflammation. Mm -hmm. 
and going right to the joints. So you, yeah. it doesn't, and, and let me clarify again, it doesn't matter because I know people are going to be like, well, what kind of infection was it? Shouldn't you treat it with antibiotics or whatever? It doesn't matter what kind of bacterial infection or do you dig a little bit more to find out? You can, but like I said, if you're going to go run to your doctors and say, I have this bacterial infection, they're going to take E. coli, C. diff, Campylobacter, H. pylori, and it's all going to come back negative. Right. Because it's not active enough to list a positive test result. And it might not even be one of those strains. It's just too many bad bacteria and not enough good. Okay. SIBO, CIFO, that, all that story. So that's from one marker inside the blood work you already have, neutrophils. Right. If it's over 60%, you want to be concerned. Mm -hmm. Now, the next marker are lymphocytes. These guys are all about viruses. Like we were talking about, we don't care about the virus. Right. I don't care if it's uh, EBV. I don't care if it's COVID-19. I don't mm -hmm. care. There's thousands of viruses out there. Exactly. We don't care about naming it. We care about using an antiviral support agent and then feeding the immune system with what it needs. Mm -hmm. Now, the key marker for it is over 30%, 3-0. So if you're looking at your labs and you're like 42%, I have my body is fighting something. It's fighting a low-grade virus on the inside. I'm not crazy anymore. It's not because I'm a mom. It's not because I need an antidepressant. It's not because, you know, my, my thyroid's out of whack and I need the next pill that we're going to try, the next dosage. Right. It's all about the virus attacking any cell or any organ, any tissue, mm -hmm. any system, anything in the body because they're, they're viruses. They can go anywhere they want. Infections anyway. can go anywhere they want. Right. I'm so glad you said that because I just got a question today. You know, someone that's like, well, I, I think I might need more thyroid medication because I'm fatigued during the day. And I'm like, eh, let's find out if you really do need more thyroid medication because that fatigue could be you fighting off a virus. And it might be that you didn't get enough sleep. It might be that you're stressed out, but it could be viral instead of give me more thyroid med. Give me more thyroid med because I'm tired. Yeah. And viruses are going to look like uh, I have a really good, I had a really good week this week. I was able to cook dinner clean the house, do the dishes, the laundry, and still have energy to read books to the kids at bedtime. Versus mm -hmm. I physically just couldn't get myself to cook dinner, so I ordered takeout. Right. It's the, I had a really good week, and now I'm experiencing a flare. Mm -hmm. That flare is when the virus becomes, quote, more active, mm -hmm. and it's overtaking more control of your energy sources. Yep, that makes you're sense. you're left depleted. Right. And if you go back and you're like, I have labs from 10 years ago, I have labs from six years ago and six months ago, get all of them because mm -hmm. you can trace. How did you feel 10 years ago? How did you feel six years ago versus six months? And on occasion, you might have had a really good day when they took the blood draw and it's not going to pop up, but it popped up four years ago on the blood draw. Yep. So get all yep. the labs. Okay. Now, okay. here's the, like the most important pattern you will ever see in any type of blood work. Yes. We've talked about neutrophils. It's 60%. That's the key number. Lymphocytes, it's 30%. 60, 30, 2 to 1 ratio. Mm -hmm. What happens when they start to meet in the middle? I and know. now they're like 44% or 48% or... 48% and 41% now they're coming to me in the middle where we have a one-to-one -one ratio. 
I'm so glad you brought this up because I was going to ask you anyways. Go ahead. That changes the game. Well, your audience is special. Usually I don't bring this up, Uh but your audience gets a special treatment. Uh Uh-huh. Autoimmune. Autoimmune. There it is. Hashimoto's one-to-one ratio. Yep. Now you can go back and you can say, why did my Hashimoto's begin at 27 when my mom's began at 43? Or another example, type 1 diabetes. Why is somebody getting diagnosed at seven years old versus somebody else in the same family at 11? Mm-hmm. It's all about this trigger, this virus that become activated. And by the way, most Hashimoto's is caused by this low-grade virus. Same thing with diabetes and a lot of other autoimmune problems. Yep. So look for that in your labs. One-to-one ratio, you know you're not going crazy anymore. Right. And as Dr. Amy knows, you might not need to treat your thyroid yet. You might need to do some big time work before you can even get to your thyroid. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's where treating the autoimmune comes into play. You have to get rid of the infections. If you keep the infections in there, they're just going to keep attacking your thyroid and destroying it. So no thyroid treatment is going to make you feel better because you never went down and solved the right problem to begin with. Because the virus is still there. active, the still there, still active. And especially if you've ever been diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus. Yep. That's a really common one, also known as mono. Mm-hmm. Um, say you got diagnosed with it in high school and you're now you're 37 years old and you've never just, you've never felt the same since that. Right. You think about it when people get diagnosed with Epstein-Barr virus or mono, they're told what? Hey, good luck. Go sleep for three months. Yeah. Yeah. If it's active. Well, I had an EBV test that showed dormant. I don't even remember having mono. I, I was never told I had mono. Maybe it was just a bad cold when I was younger. But there it was. I mean, I had it at some point because there there was EBV dormant, not active, but dormant. If it's dormant, let's flip it. Because the marker just below the lymphocytes, that will tell us, quote, how dormant it really is. Okay. Okay. Monocytes, that's the third marker down, neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes. That too is a viral marker. If it's over 7%, we're looking at virus. If you get 11, 12, 13, 14% and you were to say, I'm just going to go test for fun and see if mono really is positive. Chances are it will be positive when it gets that high. Right. So when, when you got your dormant test, I'd be curious to see what was the monocytes at the same time. Because okay. I would bet they were more like 8 or 9 or maybe even 10%, mm-hmm. not active enough to be positive, but still present. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, Totally. Real quick, I want to I ask you this. Going back to the one-to-one ratio, because I want you to clarify, it does not have to be exact. Like when you say a one-to-one with the neutrophils and the lymph- lymphocytes, it doesn't have to be 50 and 50. Like it can be something as close as 55 and what, 35 or whatever. It doesn't have to be. Think about it more as the 40s. Okay. So if both, if both the markers are in the 40s, that's close enough. Now, it, it will never be 50-50. That's true, because we have to factor because in the Because we have to have right. 100%, right? Right. So think about it as just if they're both in the 40s, it's close enough. Okay. And I've, I've seen thousands of blood work. I don't think I've ever seen them both be 44 and 44. Right. I've never seen them. Exactly. But they're close enough. And it's saying, it's saying my body is struggling. My body's, my immune system's not having, doesn't have what it needs to do its job. So therefore it's just going to start attacking healthy tissue. Whatever healthy tissue it attacks is based upon your genetics. Mm -hmm. Your family, it's Hashimoto's. My family, it's Parkinson's. 
Uh, yeah. So it just depends. Yep. Thank you for clarifying that because I know that would be a question. Yeah. Good catch. Moving on from there. Okay. We've we'll done neutrophils, it. lymphocytes, monocytes, and the big, I mean, you get on TikTok and you hit type in parasites. You're going to get a whole lot of, I just, just go do it and find out for yourself. Just have fun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> it is a, it's a hot topic. And yeah. There's several factors for that, but we don't need to get into it. Here's where I quote treat parasites or find the need to treat parasites. And that is the eosinophils and the basophils. Mm -hmm. Now, eosinophils can also be food allergies and just inflammation. Mm -hmm. But those are my two big markers for parasites. And the reason why is because by the time people get to us, they're eating nothing. Yeah. They have tried every dietary elimination problem under the sun. So they're eating like rice and chicken and still feel like junk mm -hmm. or they've turned to carnivore, whatever it is. They've eliminated so many foods that there's no possible way that it could still be, you know, 5.5 on my lab test and be food allergies. Right. They're not eating anything. Right. Exactly. Then we turn into parasites and however you want to go about that, there's a variety of ways, but if your eosinophil marker is over 3%, mm -hmm. chances are parasites could be wrecking havoc. Yep. If your yep. basophil marker is over 1%, possibility of parasites. And parasites are not always detected in stool. That's why you might do an expensive GI map, which I'm not anti-GI map. I think it's kind of cool. But again, let's start with the basics. So you could do an expensive GI map and it comes back, no parasites at all under the parasite column. But here you have eosinophils at a four, basophils at 1.52. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be indicative. And think about the stool sample too. It's literally just one snippet of your stool. Mm -hmm. If it's not found in that stool sample, then it's Negative. Right. Where parasites, they're, they're infections in general. They're brilliant. Their job yeah. is to stay alive. They hide. And they are going to hide. Yeah. They're not going to be visible in your blood or in your stool. And I've even had people ask me on TikTok, like, well, where is it? Where is the parasite infection? Where is the bacterial infection? I don't know. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just got to get it if out. Doesn't correctly, doesn't matter. But you can guess, like if you have type 1 diabetes, the virus attacked your pancreas. Um, mm -hmm. I've had people estimate too where, you know, if they have terrible insulin problems, then possibility of these infections harboring in your pancreas. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot of what ifs out there. But really, the fact is, here's what the blood work says. Go off of it because it's pretty good. It's pretty accurate. We can get it as easy. We can get that blood work really easily. And mm -hmm. you can get so many answers from just that one simple test. So many. Absolutely. And we only talked about infections. We can go into more on just that one test if you want. Well, so let's go back to, I've heard you talk about RBC, vitamin D, how that's tied to vitamin B methylation. So can you get into that a little bit? Because I do see a lot of, obviously, MTHFR, people have had that checked. Um, I hear a lot of well, when I take B vitamins, I get anxious or I can't take them. So what do you look at outside of the infections? Like the, like you said, the WBC, we went into the differential. We bypassed all of the, like the B vitamins and the iron. Markers. Yeah. Let's do that too. Okay. So the red blood cell count, and then there's like six more markers, MCH, MCHC, MCV. Don't care about those. Well, yep. we're just going to take that chunk. 
Okay. So you have the red blood cell and then you have the next five or six. Mm-hmm. They all mean the same thing. We're not going to go into the individual ranges. Just know if you if you float on the higher end of any of those range, I don't care if you're out of it, just on that higher end of things, that's going to be more B vitamins. Now, standard thinking is what we we're all taught in school is that it has to be out of that range in order to have a B vitamin deficiency. Now, there's a difference between a B vitamin deficiency and the body's inability to use B vitamins. And that's where your sensitive people come into play. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're taking B vitamins. They even might be getting a B vitamin injection and it might help some, might give them a little bit of energy for the next day or so, mm-hmm. but then it all reverts back. And, and when you think about this, the B vitamins that we eat, I mean, they're fortified in just about every food yeah. on the shelf. Right. B vitamins we eat has to go through a process in order to take the B vitamins and make them usable. We call that process methylation. And there's a lovely gene that's been connected to this called MTHFR. Now, you can take the genetics if you want. You can tell if it's positive or negative or heterozygous, or you can take the genetic route if you want. Yeah. Or you can just treat it because, by all means, we could all use help in helping our body take B vitamins and utilize them more efficiently. Now, there's a difference between giving your body the ingredients it needs and taking methylated B vitamins, which so many do. Mm-hmm. You can do that, but you're already getting B vitamins. You might as well give the body ingredients it needs to use the B vitamins you're already getting and just use them more efficiently. Now, what are you like using for improving methylation? I like to use a supplement called Mors. Okay. M-O-R-S from Systemic yep. Formula. It has the ingredients it needs. Then you can also do MitoAPTP from Cellcore and they approach it with the electron chain. So just two different types of approaches. But I prefer those over methylated B vitamins. Okay. I like it. And that's if you float on the higher range. If you float on the lower range of the red blood cell, the MCV, the MCHD, the, all those markers, the lower range is going to be for iron. Iron's kind of important, guys, because yeah. iron takes your oxygen to every cell in your body. And if you don't have enough of it, your oxygen doesn't get to your cells and your cells don't have what they need to do their jobs. We need that. We need we need a high amount of, well, a proper optimal amount of ferritin for T4 to T3 conversion. So not being anemic is very important to how you feel and into to all processes of the body. I would say iron and vitamin D is like number one step. Mm-hmm. If you're lost on where to just begin in your health journey, start with iron and start with vitamin D. Yep. Every single cell needs both of those things. Yep. And having not just sufficient but plentiful of both. Now your body, again, has what it needs to do its job. And we're just, so many of us are so depleted and we just think, oh, we can, we make vitamin D from the sun. That's what we've been told our whole lives. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I heard you say it. I'm like, yes, Dr. Kylie. Yes. That's what I say. In one of your podcasts, you said, listen, your vitamin D has to be at 80. I don't care what you what you hear on Facebook. I don't care about the groups. I don't care what anybody else tells you. It's got to be minimal of 80. That is exactly my cutoff. And it can go over 100. I don't yes, care. and it can go over 100. Care. We don't need to be freaked out about it. Yep. I have never seen anybody with a vitamin D toxicity. No. Never. No. And I've yeah. never talked to a colleague who's seen it either. Now, there are people who will say, well, what about your kidneys? Your kidneys need to process it. Yeah, your kidneys need to process everything. 
Just because you have kidney issues doesn't mean it's a vitamin D you're taking. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, the only story of toxicity I have ever heard was it was told by Dr. Stephen Gundry. He said he had a colleague that prescribed himself compounded D and it was supposed to be like 5,000 IUs or 10,000 and it was actually 50,000 or 100,000. So he was getting like 100,000 IUs every single day and it took him six months to become toxic. But that's, I mean, that's- Exactly, six months at an extremely high- Crazy high, yeah, exactly. We have people doing 2,000 and 5,000 and thinking that's sufficient. That's that's sufficient to not die. (laughs) Exactly. It's not sufficient to feel good. There's a difference. So I want to pause you on the vitamin D since we were talking about it. Although it's not part of a CBC, you have to get vitamin D separately, but 80 or above, and it doesn't matter how high. So I want to touch and on that. And that normal lab range, again, is 32 to 100. I know. And you won't get a prescription unless you're below 32. I know. Which and I prescriptions don't work. 9 and 12 and 15. And I'm like, well, no wonder why you can't function. Yep. Just change this. This one thing, even if you have autoimmune, if you're like looking at your labs and you're thinking, oh my gosh. I have 44 and 46 and that autoimmune word just terrifies people. Don't be terrified. No. It just means your body needs a little extra help. Yep. And start with vitamin D because your immune system needs it. Yep. Needs a lot of it to do its job. So look at your vitamin D and if it's, you know, 44, you need some work. If it's 65, you're okay. But I would still take like 10,000. I use vitamin D per day. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you might be thinking I'm in Florida. I don't, I'm outside all the time. Okay. Yeah. The sun has to go through junk to get to our skin. Yep. And two, our skin has junk on it. Mm-hmm. And three, we have genetics that have been mutated. So we can't process the sun rays very efficiently anymore. So don't tell yourself lies that vitamin D comes from the sun. Right. And you would literally have to be outside for an extreme amount of time with 80% of your body exposed with no sunscreen. Do you want to burn? Do you want to get wrinkles? Do you want, you know, skin cancer? Like, no, I don't want to be outside in a Florida sun for that long. I'm going to be a reason. I'd rather well, I'm redhead. Eat. Well, yeah. I always <laughs> say, my, my family's always like, when are you going to learn? Every summer you get burned. When are you going to learn? I'm not going to use sunscreen unless I'm like out in Southern Utah at Lake Powell for five days on end. I will right. use sunscreen then. But until then, I'm not using it. And if yeah. I get a little red, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. And I always say when people are like, you're going to die from skin cancer. Well, you got to die from something. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to not wear sunscreen. (laughs) That's why I love you. So I totally diverted with the vitamin D and the sun, but back to the CBC. Okay. Back to vitamin B methylation. Is there, are there any other markers that you wanted to talk about? Inside the CBC, we've covered literally, I think every single marker. So you have low iron, B vitamins, but more importantly, how is your body able to use the B vitamins? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the infections with the autoimmune component. And the fact that we we were able to cover that one-to-one ratio, keep it a secret, guys. I don't share that very much. Right. No, she <laughs> okay. shares that with practitioners, not, mm-hmm. not, with, <laughs> not with just anybody. So we yeah. learn on the back end. Exactly. Well, it's, that, I mean, and the CBC is so powerful. And I know that you go into... CMP and hormones and, and everything in your book, which I'm so pumped about that you, is, I signed up for the pre-sale. Is your book out yet? It's so close. It's, it's so, so close. close. <laughs> so writing a book is a endeavor. 
We're on our final draft and then we're sending it off to the publisher. So it should be available in the beginning of April. Oh, that's so exciting. I'll be able to so, ship you your copy. Yep. Here soon. And we have to get everybody else on the list here too. So we're going to put it in the show notes, but we do have a link for... It's just well, on can go to your page. website, right? And sign up. Yeah. Yeah. They go yeah. to drkylieburton.com. Okay. Yeah. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. So you can go there. You can buy it before it is released like I did. That way you are guaranteed a copy. So tell people more about your book. This was a, a labor of love for you. Yeah. I had so many people tell me like, you need to write a book. Yeah. And when people tell you that, like, no, I don't have time for that. And yeah. What I found was there's other ways around writing a book. Like you can record a podcast episode and then turn it into a chapter in the book. I, I didn't know that. So then I heard that. I was like, okay, I do that anyways. I can do that. So the book is really important because we talked about the CBC with differential. Inside the book, we go through the lipid panel, cholesterol, what it really means. Mm -hmm. um, the, the complete metabolic panel. So things like leaky gut, liver problems, um, adrenal fatigue can even be detected in the metabolic panel. Mm -hmm. And we go through iron, which we briefly discussed inside the CBC. Now, let's let's talk about for that for just a second, because yeah. the CBC in the iron, it can lie. Oh, and okay. I've had a lot of practitioners fight me on this. All right. Dive the into CBC this shows no need to run an iron panel. So why should I? I've seen thousands of CBCs and I've seen a lot of iron panels with it. And just because the CBC looks clean doesn't mean that the iron panel does not come up with something. I so, agree. So you still run the iron panel. I still run the iron yeah. panel. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a practitioner out there listening, run the freaking iron panel, check the box. It's not. Yep. Hard. Yep. Okay. So we talk about the iron panel. We talk about blood sugar, like the blood sugar markers. And what else is in there? Autoimmune, exactly what to do for autoimmune. And then the big, the big first chapter, I'll give you a sneak peek into this is called stop chasing symptoms. Mm -hmm. And the premise is the last thing you typed into Google about your health, what was it? Your symptom. I guarantee it was a symptom. <laughs> yes. And when you and I, we get people who are hot messes, they call themselves a hot mess, so we can call yeah. them a hot mess. They do. They are symptoms. Their list of symptoms are so long. If you were to treat symptoms, you're going to be taking 9,000 supplements every day and feel like crap. Mm -hmm. And so many people do, they're taking these cocktails of supplements, but they're natural. So they're better. Right. And they still feel like junk off of right. those. So the premise is let's stop chasing our symptoms and start focusing on getting healthy. Yep. But what that means for you is found inside your labs. So let me teach you what your labs really say. And now you know how to go from unhealthy to healthy, whether you have a diagnosis or not. And use supplements that you actually need, not the boat. Because I see that too. People will come in, they're on selenium and T4 conversion boosters and this and then adrenal thingies and whatever I mean, the marketing says, you know, this is going to boost this. Exactly. Genius. Exactly. Instead of looking at labs and let's use targeted supplements. Again, it's about saving money. Let's use the targeted therapeutic supplements to treat what we see, not what you think you might have because you read it on Google. Mm -hmm. Or your best friend tried it and it worked for them. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That too. Yeah. Uh, so this is gold. And it's the power, like, we, everybody has these blood work. We all have it. We're getting sick and tired of being told that we're normal and, and that we're a mom and we should just take an antidepressant. Yep. 
There's real answers inside the blood work that we already have. And that's saving you time, saving you money, saving you copay, saving you blood donations. Yeah. It's there. Exactly. Just going to read it the right way. Exactly. And and like you said in the beginning, this is a lab. Well, all the labs, the, the CBC with DIP, the CMP, even the lipid panel, your doctor is not going to say no to those. Those are pretty standard. Like you said, all insurance companies cover it most 99%. It's a basic, it's a basic lab. So you just have them check that box. You don't have to argue with them about ordering a specialty test. Mm-hmm. And then the nice thing too, is that there are more and more avenues for people ordering their own blood work. There are. And the kit gets shipped to their house. They take a finger prick. Yep. And they send it back in. And if you're like, I don't want to go through primary care physicians. I don't want to worry about my insurance. There's mm-hmm. something like that that's easily available to you wherever you are, anywhere in the world, where you can just grab your own lab test. Yep. Get the answers. Grab the book so you know how to read it. Yep. <laughs> your book is going to sell out. You know that. It's going to sell the <laughs> My goal is to help people so they stop having to spend money on stuff that's not working and it's wasting gonna... hours and hours and hours on Google and then frustrated that their husband doesn't believe them. Exactly. So, Kylie, I don't know if you have a couple minutes, but we have a few questions from listeners that are listening live. So I'm going to throw some out there to you. I know you've mentioned this in, in your practitioner trainings, but Canada... So in Canada, the neutrophils isn't in percentages. Can they go by the absolutes and figure that out? Yes. Okay. And that Canada, that's more common. And all the lab tests I've seen all throughout the world, I don't know why, but it's just like Canada. So Canada or something with you guys. The absolute values, here's your audience is just getting gold today because I don't I know practitioners too. I love it. I don't even think this is in the book, to be honest. There's a conversion, simple little math to take the absolute value and to convert it into the percentage markers. Because again, the patterns only follow, they only work for the percentage markers. They don't work for absolute. Mm -hmm. So say you have a neutrophil count of 4.2 and you have a white blood cell count of 4.8. You're going to do 4.2 divided by 4.8 times 100. And that gives you your percentage markers. That's I just pulled numbers. up those numbers, so they might not work. Well, I mean, that's pretty good bacterial infection, but hey, possible. Yeah, 87.5 would be your percentage. We'll take the neutrophil or the, the differential marker, the ones that the five that we talked about. You'll divide it by whatever the white blood cell count is on that same exact lab, times it by 100, and you'll get the percentage. Okay. That's easy enough because I do know a lot of people, well, their doctor might only order the CBC. They thought it was CBC with diff, but it's not. So they don't have the percentages. So there you go. That's a way to figure it out. And if you're in Canada or other countries, Mm -hmm. perfect. Now, Kylie, I don't know if you'll, you'll know the answer to this. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe it comes back to viruses. Maybe this, this lady has to get her CBC with diff out, but She's asking why her TSH, I know we didn't go over thyroid labs, but why her TSH is in the normal range one week and then jumps to 148 the next week. She's like, yes, 148, not 1.48. Holy smokes. That has to be viral, right? Yeah. 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 So on, if you were to go back and if you do the HPT axis, right? So you have H that talks to P and P that talks to T. Well, P is our pituitary gland and it's responsible for talking to the thyroid. Mm-hmm. With that TSH, okay, 
Now yep. draw a line on the center of your head and it's the pituitary gland. It's where it sits. There's two big factors that can screw with pee. One, stress. Two, inflammation. Mm-hmm. Now, Amy, we're like everybody else. We live in 2022 where the world's gone to crap the last two years. Yeah. And finding a way to de-stress or, or remove something out of our lives isn't always an option. Right. I'm a mom, an entrepreneur, a doctor, all the things. I get it. All things, yep. So if I were to say, you need to take something out of your life to de-stress, you're laughing at me. Well, I would laugh yeah. at you too if you told me that. <laughs> so here's the thing. What is on the inside of our bodies causing us stress, infections? Yep. Chances are, whatever infection your body's fighting, and it's most likely a combination, that infection is also causing inflammation. Now, again, those are the two stressors that directly impact your pituitary, which produces TSH. So if your virus one dime is at 31% and the next time it's at 44% and you're in that flare, then yeah, TSH is going to go crazy because mm-hmm. your pituitary is getting crazy signals. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, there's something else going on there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thyroid, but not treating the thyroid. Right. Not treating everything else that's going on. So yeah, blaming the thyroid, but not treating everything else and looking at the pituitary. Perfect. Thank you. Last question. And then we will let you go because I appreciate you being on here so much. So this is a, this is a scenario question. So neutrophils at 52.3, lymphocytes at 33.8, monocytes at 8.6, eosinophils 3.9 basophils at 1.4 what do you see there i'm seeing parasites for sure and then the monocytes are pretty high you said the neutrophils were what 52.3 lymphocytes are 33.8 the monocytes are 8.6 eosinophils 3.9 basophils 1.4 i would have expected something to be farther off because the neutrophils would be were low so if mm-hmm. everything has to add up to 100%. So if something is low, like 53.2 or whatever it was, I would expect it to fluctuate in another way so something else is going to be high. If I were to go down that route, I would do possible parasites, possible food allergies, possible virus. But more importantly, I would get more labs. Yeah. Because that's just one clue. Mm-hmm. Figure out more of the puzzle pieces in previous labs and see if something else is... If the teeter-totter is flipping up and up one way, then another way in a different lab set. But those are pretty, nothing jumps out at me like, oh my gosh, this is it. Right. Right. Because with elevated eosinophils, you, you will normally see the neutrophils, lymphocytes, something like that scream at you a little bit too, because a parasitic infection would, would trigger one of those to go high, correct? Sometimes. It's just okay. all about the 100%. So okay. as when you said 53.2, I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty low, which means something else has to make up for it because they all five of them have to equal 100%. So you have slightly high lymphocytes, slightly high monocytes, slightly high basophils. So you just have those slightly high ones. Definitely look into treating all three or get further testing or go back a little bit farther in your lab tests and see what else those say. Okay. Yeah. That's where you have to dig a little bit more. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Those are the dang it ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are the the tricky ones. So that's where we have to dig a little bit, but that's all right because that that gives the person and us as practitioners or her practitioner, if they're well trained, 
<laughs> gives them direction as to what else to test, what else to look for. Well, Dr. Kylie, thank you so much. This is, I mean, we've we had a ton of people on listening. A ton more will listen to the podcast when it's released. So thank you so much for joining us, for breaking down the CBC. I love that your book is coming out. That is going to be a game changer for people. I mean, this your book is really for the layperson and practitioners alike. You've just targeted two audiences with one book. Yeah, which is why it says, why are my labs normal? Your guide to reading your own blood work, no medical background required. Love it. Yeah, it's helpful if you have medical background, but I break it so down so simple mm-hmm. that anybody can pull from their blood work and get answers. I love it. The practitioners are just able to now implicate or or add that specialty into their practice and use it with their patients. Yeah, and it, it just helps everybody. It, yeah, it just helps more. It helps mm-hmm. us help people more. So and there's a lot of people that need help. Absolutely. So thank you, Dr. Kylie. We will have you on multiple times because I love having you on because we think so much alike. So I appreciate you very much and I cannot wait for your book to release. Thanks, Dr. Amy. So now that you've heard all about the hormone fixer, I'm going to give you a challenge. If you actually listened to this podcast all the way to the end and you're still listening, you can use the code thyroidfix10, T-H-Y-R-O-I-D-F-I-X-1-0, thyroidfix10 and get 10% off my store. This is only for people that listened all the way to the end. I want to know what you think about my products. Make sure you let me know. Love y'all.